0: The training area in in those days of radio, because you had the opportunity of doing as many shows as we did, that itself was a training, Mm -hmm. and that goes back when you'd start doing 40, 45 shows a week. Mm -hmm. And actually, I remember one show called 7 o'clock final. And they would be writing the show while you were on the air. (laughs) And the scripts would be coming in page (laughs) by page. You play this, you play this German character, Spanish, French. I mean, I just, and you do it. Yeah. And you did it, and it was great training. It was great training. Of
1: course it
0: was. You know, you were just expected to do dialects. Yeah. Nobody asked you if you could, they just no, gave it no. to you said, Do it.
1: Let me go. Let me go, you fool, Mr. North. Let him go, Men.
2: I know where your wife is, Mr. North. Where? What part of the ship? She isn't on the ship. I saw her being dragged under the dock, out into the water. <laughs> Mr. and
1: Mrs. North, starring Richard Denning and Barbara Britton. Listen as Pam and Jerry solve the mystery, Winter Honeymoon.
3: When Mr. and Mrs. North took to the air on Tuesday, February 23rd at 8.30 p.m. for CBS, it had radio's sixth-highest overall rating.
1: Too perfect.
3: With a 6.1, it topped Dragnet, which aired in direct competition on NBC.
1: Physical perfection. Yet an apparent lack of Jerry and Pam
3: North were average people who managed but to solve murders. Jerry, played by Richard Denning, was a book publisher. Pam, played by Barbara Britton, was a housewife who loved cats, liked to play cubit, and somehow found her way to a killer's identity. Neither was trained in any science of deduction. They were just intelligent, with a highly communicative marriage. The February 23rd episode was called Winter Honeymoon.
0: You've
4: never gone to the trouble of finding out what I'm like.
0: There's no one, believe me. Walt, who's the girl? Well, if you insist on knowing, I'm going back to Judy. Why? Why? She's my wife, isn't she?
4: You must have a much better reason than that. And she'd have to have an awfully good reason for taking you back.
0: She'll take me back, all right.
4: (laughs) The infallible Harmon charm, hmm? Well, it'll never work with me again. And I've got a pretty good idea that won't work with her.
0: You seem to know a great deal about Judy.
4: Oh, don't worry. She doesn't know about me. I've been very discreet. Not one of your precious friend's dreams that anyone by the name of Aline Sheridan even exists.
0: And you can be certain it's going to stay that way.
4: Don't shout at me, Walt Harmon. I'm not one of the jailbirds you defend.
0: I'm through with the jailbirds, honey, just as surely as I'm through with you. I'm stepping upstairs. No more petty crooks or cheap racketeers. No more ambulance chasing The next time I break into print, it'll be on the society page. Judge and Mrs. Walter Harmon were weekend guests at the estate of the Honorable Maxwell Cushing.
4: Uh oh So you finally did manage to scrape an acquaintance with Cushing?
0: Some very fancy scraping, Aline. He happens to be the one who was giving me the appointment. But much as the old boy sold on me, he dropped me like a hot potato if even a hint of scandal came out about me. I know the type.
4: It'll be much more than a hint, Walt. I can promise you that. If you think I'm going to let you walk casually out of here after... You're
0: not going to make any trouble for me. Walt. Walt, put down that poker. I tried to be decent with you, but you didn't want it that way. Walt. No one will ever connect me with you, Aline. We've never been seen in public together. No one's ever seen me come in here. Both of us have been discreet, haven't we, darling? Walt,
2: in the name of heaven! I
0: have worked too hard for this appointment to have a blackmailing little champ cheat me out of it! Walt! Walt!
4: I don't know, Walt. You're being more thoughtful and attentive than you've been in years, but well, there's something I... I don't know.
0: Well, maybe I'm trying to rush things. Four days is <laughs> much of a trial, is it, you? But <laughs> I got a hunch that when we land in Trinidad tomorrow, the romance of the place will get you.
4: What are all those people doing at our table?
0: Oh, there aren't really too many. Just the Norths, a nice young couple we met the first night out, and Miss Reimer, who happened to be sitting near me on the deck when I invited them. Oh, well, they here started. they are now.
1: Hi, Judy. What? Hi,
0: everybody.
4: I'm glad you finally got here, Judy. I've had a terrible time keeping Jerry from opening the champagne without you. Champagne? Oh, yeah. The captain sent it over. He isn't lucky enough to have a honeymoon couple aboard every trip. Oh, well, I'm afraid you're making. Oh, a I better ter- sit over here,
0: Judy, darling. Might be a little
1: drafty over there.
4: Oh. Thank you, Wolf. How
0: about
1: that champagne? Oh, well, wow. oh, oh, yeah. what's the matter, Judy? You look sort of dazed, huh? Now don't
4: start picking on it, Jerry. You know what a tropical moon does to a bride.
1: Oh, how should I? With us, it was the Hoboken Ferry, and it was raining.
4: Always <laughs> oh, quivering. Oh, quick, everyone. Turn around. Pretend you don't notice him. Huh? Notice who? Oh, oh, that horrible little worm of a cruise director. He's heading this way. Every time he comes near me, I simply shudder. He's positively ghoulish.
2: Well,. Everyone having a good time? Just
0: wonderful, Mr. Meekin. Oh,
2: everything's fine. Oh,
0: sorry we're crowding here a bit, or we'd ask you to join us.
2: Oh, I wouldn't dream of intruding. I just wanted to let you know there's dancing going on in the main salon. Oh,
4: thank God. you, Mr. Meekin.
2: Uh, Mrs. Harmon, I was wondering if you'd do me the honor of dancing with me.
4: Why, thank you very much, Mr. Meekin, but I'm I'm terribly tired. I was just about to... You don't
2: have to make up excuses. If you don't care to dance with me, it's perfectly all right. Good
0: night, everyone. Oh, I'm... Wow. Uh, pardon
2: me
1: a second, will you, folks? Mr. Meekin? Mr. Meakin. Yes, Mr. Meekin? Maybe, uh, maybe it's none of my business, but uh, you sort of jumped to a wrong conclusion just now. Did I? You see, I asked Judy Harmon to dance a second before you came up, and she turned me down, too. Maybe, well, maybe we both forgot for a moment that she's on her honeymoon. That wasn't why she refused to dance with me, Mr. North. She doesn't like me. People
2: never like me. They smile and pretend to be friendly sometimes. Oh, but we like you very much.
1: You just imagine that people don't like it's
2: you. It's not imagination. I've heard them talk. They think I'm small and insignificant, that I'm not suited to my job. They whisper about me behind my back. Well, no one
1: better say it to my face.
2: If anyone does, I, I'll kill them.
1: Oh, Mr. Meek.
4: Who's your first patient, Dr. North.
1: Oh, Pam, I didn't hear you come out. How come you left the party?
4: It left me. Judy decided to go to bed, and Walt wouldn't let her take the long, dangerous trip all the way to their stateroom alone, so the festivities came to an abrupt halt.
1: Oh, what a terrible waste of champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess we might just as well head for our cabin. (laughs) What? I was just thinking of the call I got from Bill Wagon just before we left. You know, the the poor guy was really jealous of us taking this holiday.
4: You never did tell me why he didn't get down to the ship to see us off.
1: No, he was on a case. A beautiful blonde, a woman named uh, Aline Sheridan, I think he said, uh, was found beaten to death with a poker.
4: I didn't see anything about it in the newspapers.
1: Well, her body was found just before we sailed.
4: Oh, let's not talk about it. Jerry, did you notice anything strange about him? Bill? No. Megan? I was talking about Walt Harmon.
1: Harmon? Oh, now what's strange about him?
4: Well, he just doesn't seem to act like a newlywed to me.
1: Are you kidding? He's the most attentive bridegroom I've ever seen, outside the movies.
4: Well, that's just it. When a man makes such a public display of his affections as Walt Harmon does, it's obvious that he must be trying to hide something.
3: Mr. and Mrs. North would air until April 18th, 1955.
2: It's you, Mrs. Harmon. Oh, yes, Mr. Meaton. I wondered who could have wandered up here at this hour. Passengers aren't supposed to be up on this deck
3: at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll go below. No?